Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Detour to Neverland podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Wright, with your go-to podcast for interviews with Disney fanatics just like you. Now, let's sit back, relax, think happy thoughts, and take our Detour to Neverland with this week's episode. Welcome to episode four of Detour to Neverland podcast. On this week's episode, we have a very special guest, Ashley, or as you probably know her as Disney Tricks on Instagram. Um, Ashley, if you can go ahead and introduce yourself, um, share a little bit about your page um, and your Disney fandom. Definitely. Hey there. So I am Ashley with Disney Tricks. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, My username is Disney underscore Tricks. And I have been in the Instagram Disney community since March. I started out because we were going on a trip to Disneyland Paris. So I was really excited and just wanted to share my adventures with people who really love Disney. A lot of my friends uh, back home weren't that into Disney. So I thought it would be more fun to make a whole new Instagram page and really engage people who maybe wanted to venture over to Disneyland Paris. And I currently live 30 minutes from the Walt Disney World parks. So, you know, I just kind of thought I could come up with some tricks and share them with everyone. Cool. Um, Yeah, so we can just jump right into it. First of all, I'm sure everybody is interested to know what was your take on Disneyland Paris? Did you enjoy it? Are you optimistic about the direction that the park is going? And, you know, how did you experience it? Definitely. So I absolutely loved it. Honestly, I take a more positive outlook. We stayed at the Newport Bay Resort and it was just stunning. It was so much fun. We stayed there from a Wednesday through a Saturday. And then for the very last night, we wanted to stay at another hotel just to experience it all. So we stayed at Hotel Santa Fe and there was actually no air conditioning at all, only fans. So I would definitely suggest staying at the Newport Bay Club or even the New York Hotel just because they have, you know, what us typical Americans are used to, the air conditioning and everything. But I would have to say, you know, you're in France. It gets cold in the winter. The Hotel Santa Fe was a really good option if you're going in the winter for, uh, you know, something with no air conditioning. You could turn on the heater and it would be fine. But we had a total blast. We ate at the Waltz restaurant, which was incredible. People really liken it to Club 33, which I personally haven't experienced, but I'm going to experience it next week. And I cannot contain my excitement because that has been on my bucket list since I started going to Disney. So, uh, yeah, I'm so excited. I originally started to go to Disney, though, back when we moved to Jacksonville. So my dad had a corporate car and my mom and I would drive every other weekend to Disney from Jacksonville. And it's about a two-hour drive, so I really thank her for my love of Disney and everything that comes with it. Wow. So there's a couple of questions that I had fall out of that. So um, Definitely. <laughs> um, first of all, I think I may consider changing the name of the podcast to the Disneyland Paris podcast because our on our previous episode, we actually talked to Disney Magic UK, which they... Um, are lending, living in London, and so they had some very insightful thoughts on Disneyland Paris. So it's it's interesting because I feel like we don't hear too much news um, or too many reviews coming out of Disneyland Paris um, in the U.S. Definitely. But, 
but I'm always interested to hear because I feel like people have very strong opinions on that park. Definitely, I agree. And so you said that you mentioned uh, you you mentioned that you started the page um, in preparation for your trip to Disneyland Paris. Did you ever expect that you would shift over and start using it for Walt Disney World? Was that kind of always the ultimate goal? Yeah, that was always the ultimate goal was to shift it kind of to my Disney adventures worldwide. So I really wanted to show that Disneyland Paris adventure, which was, you know, it was about five days and we went to a pin event too. But we really wanted to shift from that to Walt Disney World. And then next week, my mom and I are taking our first trip to Disneyland, California. So hopefully we'll get to Tokyo Disneyland soon. But really, I just wanted to showcase all the Disneys on one blog full of, well, one Instagram page full of tricks and different tips that maybe aren't typical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I also noticed on your page that you um, have your Amazon influencer account is where you where you suggest um, mainly Disney products on there. Kind of what is your approach to that in, in looking for products that you think that your followers might enjoy? So I personally love small shops. That's where I get 99.9% of my stuff. But whenever it comes to big retailers like the Target releases, especially the latest 90th uh, celebration for Mickey, his birthday, and then all these other big brands are starting to do Disney collections. So I thought it would be really great to apply for the Amazon Influencer Program. And once I was accepted, I really got to see how the tool can allow people to find outfits that and different pieces that I'm wearing and similar things. So it really kicked off because people loved my Pizza Planet shirt, which was from Box Lunch. Mm -hmm. And so I found a bunch of ones that were similar to it or specifically the one from Box Lunch. And I linked those within my Amazon influencer account. Cool. And so when this episode airs, you'll actually be really close to your Disneyland trip. So what kind, uh, for any listeners who aren't already following you, which A, you need to press pause right now, jump over there, hit the follow (laughs) button and check it out. But what can someone expect, you know, when when you're in the middle of a trip, what kind of content are you going to be pushing out that, that people need to see? Tons of stories. I love posting in my Instagram story. Honestly, I love posting there almost more than on my page because you get to see me more raw. It's more exciting. It's in the moment. Uh, I don't really do live videos just because it's really hard to get connection with those at the parks. So I've become more into showing boomerangs of characters dancing around or just videos of us having fun, showing off different foods and reviews. I just love to keep my Insta story up to date with what's going on in that moment. And then a few days later, I'll post some pictures on my page. My wife, I think, is going to beat her head against the wall if I ask her one more time what she's most excited about for Disneyland because we're actually going on our first trip together um, in October. And so, like, daily, I ask her, what are you most excited about? Where do you want to eat? What snacks do you need to get? So I'll ask the same question to you. What are you most (laughs) excited about to experience in the Disneyland Resort? That is so awesome that you guys are going, too, in October. I've heard a lot of people are going in October. I think it's such a great time to go. Uh, We lucked out. So the whole reason why we're doing this trip is because my mom loves a bug's life. And as we all know, a bug's land is closing uh, September 4th. So her and I, we honestly had made the trip for the 7th through the 9th, a really quick trip. 
And then we changed the dates for the third through the ninth so that she could see a bug's land. So I think I'm most excited to see a bug's land, to try all the foods at Lamplight Lounge that everybody keeps posting. I've heard that Jolly Holiday Bakery is amazing. And then I really can't wait to go and eat at Club 33 for lunch. That's just a you know, a giant bucket list item of mine and my mom's. And we lucked out in finding a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend who could get us in. So it's just going to be really exciting to see all the foods and different things there. That's awesome. I think we all need to meet that friend of a friend of a friend. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they wouldn't appreciate that. But um, yeah, and you probably know better than I, but I believe September 7th will also be the first day of Haunted Mansion holiday. Yes, and I can't wait. I'm freaking out about that because we finally got that at Walt Disney World. So uh, not the Haunted Mansion one, but an overlay for Space Mountain and an overlay for the teacups and, you know, a a little bit of an overlay in Pirates of the Caribbean. And these are all during the Halloween party. But what's exciting to me is that we can go to Disneyland and see all these overlays, even though the Halloween party isn't starting till after our trip. So, you know, it's a really great week to go. Pixar Fest is just ending that week. So is A Bug's Land. Then all the Halloween stuff starts. And it's just super exciting. I can't wait to go. Counting down the days. (laughs) I'm a little bit torn um, because since this is, I went to Disneyland once when I was like eight or nine years old. So obviously the park, I'm 25 now. So the park has changed drastically. (laughs) And I don't remember too much from that trip. So I'm a little bit torn knowing that we're going to go and we're not going to see the the standard um, Haunted Mansion and we're not going to see the standard Space Mountain. But I guess that's just an excuse to continue going back to, to see them without the overlays. Yes, definitely. That is definitely true. Cool. So I want to shift back a little bit. Um, and so you've, you've had your account, honestly, for a pretty short amount of time since March. What's been the most surprising thing to you now that you've, you know, gained this following and, and really made your uh, stamp in the Disney community? What's been the biggest surprise that you didn't notice or that you didn't anticipate? So I think it's just the fact that everyone has been extremely nice. Uh, I really try and stay just in a positive outlook on Disney when it comes to the snacks and foods. I give a really honest opinion on what I liked, what I didn't like about a piece. And I really just think the love of the community has been so shocking. I mean, there's certain accounts that have followed me from the beginning. I'm a brand rep for Main Street Morgan, and she is just an incredible person. Such a sweet little family. I actually got to meet her at uh, Walt Disney World in Florida. So I think that's one of the coolest pieces is just that you're meeting these people online who have similar interests to you. And instead of, you know, just, oh, yeah, we'll message sometimes, you're actually getting to meet them in person. Like whenever I go to California, I'm actually going to meet a few of my followers out there who have been with me since March. And it's just really exciting to get to see everyone in person and talk to them, hear what their interests are, other even other than Disney, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I this so this is our fourth episode, and I was just thinking about it. I hadn't realized it until now. So the first episode, I just uh, it's a it's a monologue by myself. But then our episode after that is someone in California. Um, episode three was someone in London, and then now you're in Florida. So we are just hitting all over the map. So it's crazy that um, the Disney community has no geographic boundaries. 
Yes, that's so exciting. I love that you're doing that too. You're really getting to see everyone's different takes on one company, but it's such a giant company that there's so many opinions about it and so many different uh, sub brands within the large brand. It's just really interesting. Where do you see your page evolving? Um, kind of what's going to be the next thing that, that you want to implement to take you to the next level and, and continue bringing new and fresh content? Definitely. So I think I really strive to bring new content and new tricks and new tips to people. And I hope that I can appeal to people other than just in Florida, you know, outside of Florida, outside of the U.S. I hope with these international trips uh, to possibly Tokyo and Shanghai and Paris, I really just hope to grow my personal Instagram by showing people tricks and things that they really need in their life. I don't want to just be somebody posting fun pictures, you know, that's that's great and all, but I like to really help people plan their trips. Uh, I've never really wanted to be a trip planner per se, but I hope that my small tips and tricks can help people with their own personal planning and they can say, oh my gosh, I never even knew that this existed or I never knew about this special festival at this place or things like that certainly you can definitely anticipate that my family will be uh living vicariously through your upcoming disneyland trip and, and using the the learnings and the findings uh that you share for our trip in october that's so great i really appreciate that and that's what i do you know i follow lots of people and i do it just to see everybody's different takes and see you know, a few of the people that I follow, they recently went to Disneyland and I'm seeing all their tricks and what they liked, what they didn't like. So I can remember, OK, that wasn't a large hit. Maybe I can skip that and then see other things that they loved and you make sure those are on my to do list, you know. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, that you grew up going to Walt Disney World um, and it was really a, a, a good part of your childhood being able to go so often. Has your um, love for Disney or your fandom for Disney changed over time as you've you know gotten into adulthood or you know how is that evolution definitely so so we would go about twice a month all the way from the age of four when we moved to Florida up until I was you know going into college and so once I went into college uh, I was really busy all the time I was a biology major I did type 2 diabetes research. I was just extremely busy. So my love for Disney kind of started to fade off. And then I took a job out of college, ended up switching jobs, and ended up 30 minutes away from Disney and rekindled that love. Um, I had been a pin trader since the, you know, the age of four. So all these pin celebrations, every year they have a pin event at Epcot. And so every year since I was eight, I went to those pin events, even through college, I would make time for it. I'd have to skip a few days of college and go. So my love for Disney was always there, but it was just a lot harder to get to the parks during that time. And now we go at least two times a week and it's just, it's really fun. How has uh, your how have your visits to the park changed since you started the account? Now that you're trying to produce these content and you're not just, uh, someone visiting, but you're there to, to create content as well. How has that changed your perspective and, and your approach? Definitely. So we try to have fun with it. Uh, my boyfriend and I go for about the first 20 minutes. I pick out certain photo spots or 
you know, think about it on my drive there, things that I want to see. If I've heard of a new food that came out, I'll beeline it for that. And we really spend the first 10 to 20 minutes taking photos and making videos. And then throughout the rest of the trip, we just try to enjoy Disney and have a good time. And if we have a funny moment or something, I'll pull out my phone and, you know, try to video it. But if I miss it, I miss it. I still try to enjoy Disney on my own and just have a great time. But if I can show and share something with my followers that is special, I really try to do that too. Yeah, I think um, I'm noticing a theme that with every um, Disney account and, or a content creator, uh, there's always someone behind the scenes. So either a boyfriend or a spouse yes. <laughs> or a best friend. So there's always someone there that's a trooper and, and is willing to put up uh, with taking pictures or, or eating at a restaurant that you wouldn't typically eat at. Definitely. And I always joke with mine because you see all those posts on Instagram with the boyfriend on the floor trying to get the right photo. <laughs> and that's Keith. He would do that any day. So he's a big trooper. I normally end up buying him some sort of fried food or <laughs> something to repay him. But, uh, but we always have a good time. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, cool. I think uh, we covered some good topics there. I think uh, we can go ahead and jump into the lightning round. So I'll just throw out some topics. And if you just have a few thoughts on each one, um, then then we'll jump through that so, so that the listeners can learn a little bit more about your Disney fandom and where you stand on some of these topics. Sounds great. I'm excited for this. It's going to be fun. <laughs> All right. So the first is just an easy one. So name the Disney parks that you visited. Yep, so I've been to Walt Disney World and Disneyland Paris, uh, both of the parks in Paris and all the parks at Disney World. We're going to go to two of the ones in Disneyland, um, obviously the two they have, so so we're trying to hit all those. Cool, and which is your favorite and why? Ooh, so my favorite is Magic Kingdom, out of all of them, and I'm sure that'll get some heat because it's definitely the most basic, but... I have always loved Magic Kingdom. The Snow White ride was one of my favorite rides. So when that went away, I was pretty upset. I'm not a good person with change. <laughs> I am a habitual person. So once they started changing a lot of things with Disney, it, you know, they've always been changing it. It's an always changing thing, but um, always evolving. But uh, honestly, Space Mountain is my favorite ride of all time. It was my first roller coaster as a kid. And I just have so many memories at that park. The fireworks make me cry every time. And it's very embarrassing. But I love it. <laughs> so I guess, uh, needless to say, you'll be riding the Snow White ride in a couple weeks when you go to Disneyland. Oh, definitely. I'm. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I wish that I could get one of those carts, you know, the, the buggies that they use through the ride for my house. <laughs> that would be my ultimate goal. But, uh, but yeah, I have loved that ride forever. Snow White was my favorite princess. And everyone thought that was hilarious because I am blonde and there are a million blonde princesses, but I always love Snow White. Cool. Um, so next would be your Disney bucket list trip. Definitely. So Tokyo Disney Sea and Tokyo Disneyland, um, as well as hopping over to Shanghai. I think those three are, you know, my biggest ones that I'm targeting that's on my bucket list I've heard Shanghai is amazing for rides I've heard Tokyo Disney Sea is just gorgeous and then um, going to Club 33 at Disneyland California is all of that is just on my bucket list so. would you plan to do Tokyo and Shanghai in one trip or do you think you would split that out on a I don't know it's so hard because you're going 16 hours um, for a flight 
So part of me wants to say I want to do it all, but I know I'd have to take off a pretty good chunk of work. So, um, you know, I go back and forth. But I think I'd end up doing all three in one trick and maybe even Hong Kong. I don't know. I'd like to do all those together. I just think it it would be amazing. Yeah, that's my dream as well. But I got curious one day and just got on Google Maps to see how long those flights were. And it's not as encouraging as I was hoping it would be. No, it's definitely not. (laughs) Cool. So I think you already mentioned it, but just to confirm your favorite ride or attraction. So definitely Space Mountain, but previously Snow White. (laughs) Cool. Well, you'll have to share on your Instagram if you liked uh, the Disneyland version of Space Mountain or the Kingdom version more. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I love doing that. That's something I love doing at Disneyland Paris. And that was just riding similar rides. You know, Hyperspace Mountain is over there and Space Mountain is here. And I think Hyperspace Mountain was incredible. It was like a mix of the Hulk at Universal, which we don't really talk about. (laughs) (laughs) But then also um, Star Wars theme. So it was just really exciting. I loved that ride, too. A a little side note. um, I... Up until probably like five or six years ago, I was somewhat of a thrill ride baby. And my wife uh, loves thrill rides. She's always loved thrill rides. And we went to the dark place in Orlando and, and got on the Hulk. And I didn't watch any of the the rides going before us or anything. Oh so gosh. I had no idea about the launch. <laughs> But it, it it is a is a very good roller coaster. So we yes, and that's if you know if you've never been to Disneyland Paris, Hyperspace Mountain takes off the same way that ride does. So it is just very fast, and you're in like a circular type uh, ride. It's just it's just really neat. Next would be your favorite snack. Ooh, that one's hard. So favorite snack, I love the Mickey pretzel. Uh, with cheese. I have always loved that cheese sauce. Uh, I always used to get the nachos for Fantasmic because Fantasmic is one of my favorite shows at Walt Disney World. Uh, so I definitely have to say the Mickey pretzel with that cheese sauce. It's amazing. And just leading up into Halloween, I'm sure a lot of the listeners will be going to Not So Scary or heading out to Disneyland. Do you have a favorite Halloween snack that you've gotten to try so far? So I loved the candy corn milkshake. It's controversial. Some people don't like it. I am not the biggest sweet person, but I tried the purple drink and I did not like the purple drink, but this candy corn milkshake is delicious. I'm sure that the candy corn soft serve is good. I haven't gotten to try that yet, but I think it would be really good too. I really did not like the doom buggy hitchhiking ghosts, uh, whoopie pie though. It's pretty small. Uh, I think the pictures don't really do it justice. It is like the size, if you put your <laughs> your uh, first finger and your thumb together in a circle, that is about how big that is. Hmm. So I was a little disappointed in that one. But I uh, definitely would say that candy corn milkshake is incredible. So my, especially me, but my wife and I are really big planners. So we actually had a Google sheet that we had filled out with our Disneyland trip saying, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, morning snack, afternoon snack, night snack. And we, it never even crossed our minds that all of these special Halloween snacks and and items will be available to them. So it's just thrown a huge wrench. I know. I've been thinking the same thing because I have Pixar Fest and then all the Halloween snacks 
and then the normal snacks. So all together for this week-long trip, we have so many different genres of snacks that are going to be at Disneyland. Yeah, I think we have um, shifted and we've decided we're still going to keep some of our uh, dining reservations at Cafe Orleans and Lamplight Lounge, but we're just going to share plates there to leave room for more snacks because we can't bog ourselves down with a big meal and then not be able to exactly we're doing the same thing i think that's honestly one of the best things you can do at disney any of them any of the disney worlds or disneylands is just eat light meals so you get to try it but also eat a lot of snacks because disney is really pumping up their snack game at the moment yeah i think there was definitely a a red circle drawn around the s'mores churro whenever we first saw (laughs) the list come out that sounds great. I've heard the ants on the log one is good too. I've just heard so many good things about their churros and my mom and I love churros. So we will definitely be trying every churro. <laughs> cool. Um, so next would be your favorite restaurant. Okay. So I have two, but my absolute favorite is La Cellier in Canada. It is a lot more pricey, but It is so good. All the ingredients are imported from Canada, and they have the Canadian cheese soup. So if you can't get a reservation there, if you go to the Food and Wine Festival, they sell it at the Canada Pavilion. And they also started selling it at the Refreshment Port, which is right next to the Canada Pavilion. And that's really exciting because I had never seen it there before. I believe it was either $4.99 or $5.99, and it is the best soup you will eat ever i you know i will stand by that comment it is incredible and so is the refreshment port is are they keeping it there year round or is that just for food and wine yeah so the refreshment port is there year round cool yeah the um the canada the canada pavilion spot will be next to the refreshment port and i'm interested to see if they're going to sell the canadian cheese soup Uh, since refreshment port is now but my second favorite restaurant is ohana's Uh, it's a classic it's so good we go there for dinner get to watch the fireworks and it's just really great we are still that reservation is still eluding us so we are still waiting on our first trip yep yeah you've got to go um we if you get a reservation around 8 30 i've had and if it's only for two you'll have a great chance of being seated at a window to see the fireworks. Every time we have had a reservation at 8.30 p.m. for two people, we have gotten to see the fireworks perfectly from a window. It's just been great. Awesome. You're definitely fulfilling your name of Disney Tricks. That's (laughs) that's priceless information right there. Right? Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, the Polly is actually, we're DVC. Polly's our home resort. We've stayed there a couple times. And it just always gets away from us and we can't get, we always think about it too late, I think. And and we're not on at the, at the exact moment that we need to book it. Yeah. It's a hard one to get. And it's really random too, because we've had times where we won't be able to get it for our trip in, you know, two months away. But then we've had times where the same day at four o'clock that day, we can get a reservation for eight 30. I mean, it's just so random all the dining at Mm -hmm. Disney. Cool. Um, So next question would be favorite Disney movie. My favorite Disney movie is the Aristocats. I love Marie. Uh, That's the pin I collect is Marie from the Aristocats. 
and I have almost every Marie pin that has ever been made. <laughs> so I started collecting when I was so little, and when I started collecting, nobody even knew who she was. And now she's really trendy, and people really, really love her, and she's really getting the attention she deserves as a great cat character. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was thinking, that uh, growing up going to the parks, I feel like you didn't see much Marie or any Aristocats, but uh, it Not seems like she's, she's made a surge back, so good for her. Definitely, yeah. I had to tell people, you know, I'd say, oh, I collect Marie, and they'd be like, who? The white cat from the Aristocats? <laughs> oh, and it's always, it's so funny now because you say it and they're like oh yeah those are hard pins everybody wants them it's funny how things change so next would be your favorite disney song Ooh, my favorite disney song would have to be (laughs) probably love is an open door i actually have one of the lillian and co bracelets and it says love is an open door on it. And we were talking about this the entire pin event, which was this past week, my boyfriend and I, and we were saying that you can't even read that sentence without singing, you know, love is an open door. <laughs> and so you can almost make it through and then you hit door and just have to sing it. <laughs> Man, we, we don't need to break out in song on this I show. know. <laughs> my listeners will quickly drop off if I start singing. So I'll, I'll refrain. <laughs> Mine is horrifying, so <laughs> we need to get an actual singer, maybe Elsa or Anna, to come on here next. Yeah. All right, so favorite Disney quote? Favorite Disney quote? Ooh, let me think. Definitely, I the one where, let me see, I actually just posted it because it is my favorite of all time, and... Let me see, I'm currently looking for it because I say it all the time and I just lost it. Oh, I hope we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Mm -hmm. That's definitely my favorite. Or if you can dream it, you can do it. I definitely think that anything's possible. I'm one of those people where if you tell me no, I'll come back about 10 times harder and make it a yes. (laughs) Anything is possible. So I definitely stay strong with Walt on that and I think that a lot of my morals and why I think the way I do came from going to Disney and seeing lots of dreams come true and things like that as a kid in your favorite Disney memory my favorite Disney memory let's see I have a few I think one of them it's pretty funny. Uh, my mom. Okay. So one is definitely when my mom took me to the Cinderella castle breakfast, which we went to a lot. My birthday's in December. So whenever my birthday would come along as a kid, she'd take me there and we'd take pictures with the fairy godmother. Cause that's who used to be downstairs. And then you would see all the princesses up, uh, at the, you know, at the Cinderella castle breakfast. And at one point, so I used to tell all the princesses, they were my favorite which is probably why I'm a salesperson now. But every time a princess would come over, they'd say, who's your favorite princess? And I'd be like, you're my favorite. (laughs) And so every single one. And so at one point, Jasmine came over. And the second she came over, oh, no, it was, sorry, it was uh, Aladdin. So Aladdin was there because Jasmine wasn't. And so Aladdin came over and I asked, I think I was five. I hear this story all the time from my mom. But... 
I asked, well, where's Jasmine? Because, you know, as a little five-year-old girl, I don't want to see Aladdin. I want to see Jasmine. Mm-hmm. And so, so I asked, where's Jasmine? And without skipping a beat, the Aladdin guy goes, oh, well, she's washing, she's washing Raja. And so they were just so good and on theme and on point and within two seconds had delivered that line to me. And I remember I was so shocked and I looked at my mom and she looked back at me and was like, yeah, lie, you know, tigers need to be bathed. <laughs> <laughs> and so little things like that from cast members and characters really make trips. And I love the cast members that really try to make magic for guests because a lot of people don't get to go back to Disney every week. They don't get to see it all the time. It might be one of their only trips to Disney. So if you can make that positive impression on them, it's really great. Absolutely. That's an amazing story. And I think you're exactly right that little moments like that are are what sets Disney apart and and what gets people hooked. Definitely. Um, I, uh, I have always tried to create those moments i guess for myself and they the, i think the cast members do an amazing job and i probably don't serve up a, a good question for them but i always think that i have a good question for them and then it it just falls apart so i remember right before infinity war came out i was talking to star lord and tried to ask him something about Groot and the Hulk getting along or something like that. And <laughs> I, I definitely did not deliver it the way that I intended it. So, so my wife always makes fun of me that, um, you know, I try to create these interactions and I have an expectation for what their response is. And, and the, yeah, it's, it's not so realistic. Fun, <laughs> it's so exciting when they can deliver it back. You know, it's great when they, they can get it. They, you know, that just really shows. Cause if you went anywhere else in the world, they just be like, oh, yeah, you know, they're busy today or something, blow it off. But the fact that these, you know, characters, cast members have, can have such great responses and reactions and always stay positive, that's what really makes Disney special. Well, cool. I think that will wrap up our lightning round. Um, and so there's one last question that I want to ask all my guests. And so that is, if there's one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to be a part of the Disney community Um, start creating their own content, what would that be? Definitely. So I remember when I started, I reached out to all these accounts. I had so many followers. I was like, how did you do that? How are you posting Disney content? And nobody responded. It was so embarrassing. So I think what I was missing at that point was all I cared about was the number of followers and things like that. I really think the most important thing in this community is to post positive outlooks on Disney as well as different tricks or things that make you special and your views of Disney special and just be unique. Don't try to do everything that everyone's doing. If there's a new food out, go and try it. Even if 30 people have already posted, you can give your own opinion, you know, just stay true to who you are, post things that you think maybe people will like because you like it. So I I really just think be yourself, be unique, and don't care about the followers and numbers. It'll come if you're posting great content. I think that's amazing advice. And there's a couple key takeaways that I want to hit home for our listeners is that uh, you might look at this community and think that it's too saturated and that there's so many different people creating content. But there is truly no one that can create the exact same content the way that you would. Um, So there's no other podcast out there that can do it exactly how I would. And I can't replicate anybody else's authentically. And 
And the same goes with Instagram or, or vlogs or blogs or anything like that. So I think exactly. there's definitely room for everybody. Um, and yeah, and the other thing is that, like you said, if you're authentic to yourself and, and you're not just out there to, to become brand reps and um, try to get in to all these different places to, to gain your followers, that if you're just authentically putting good content out there, then people are naturally attracted to that. Exactly. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I really think that's the best advice I could give to anyone starting. And if you love Disney, it'll show. If you really show and you know what you're talking about, or even for me, sometimes I Google, I'll Google what's a cool fact about Art of Animation Hotel, or I'll ask the cast members nearby. When I, you know, that's a great example. I asked one of the Art of Animation cast members to give me a fact about the hotel and they told me that they had the largest pool out of all the Walt Disney World hotels Mm. and so no one would know that you would just never know that they have the largest pool and for some people that might make them want to stay there because they care about the pool their kids love pools so little things like that just ask cast members talk to people get out there and be social and meet as many people as you can through the Disney Instagram community. Awesome. Well, that is such great advice, and we thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Is there any last um, comments that you'd like to make to the listeners? No, just thank you all for listening. Uh, I really appreciate being on this podcast. This has been a really great experience. I've had a total blast, and if anyone ever has questions, feel free to reach out. I answer every DM. I love meeting new people, and I live 30 minutes from Disney, so if you ever want to meet up, just let me know. Awesome. Well, everybody, make sure you go follow Ashley at Disney underscore tricks on Instagram. Um, She always is posting great pictures and sharing great content uh, that I'm sure you'll love as well. Um, So, Ashley, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Detour to Neverland. Please feel free to reach out to me at detourtoneverlandpod at gmail.com and visit our website, detourtoneverland.com. There you can find the link to our Facebook discussion group and read our blog with trip reports, tips and tricks, and reviews from the parks. Make sure you subscribe to never miss an episode and drop us an iTunes review with any feedback or suggestions. See you next week for our next episode.